Okay, everybody wants good love, that's true, I know Derrick Jones about to break it down with the relationship gumbo Welcome to the podcast, ain't no doubt we all need this Ay, Cause better relationships need better ingredients Ay, So if you want better relations, it's about communication Finding love, staying together, we all wanna make it better Yeah, Derrick Jones the host, your relationship coach Thank you all for tuning in, relationship gumbo And welcome to another episode of the Relationship Gumbo Podcast. My name is Derek Jones, and I'm your host. I'm a certified life and relation coach, an engineer, a strategist, and a mental health advocate. And as we've been saying over the past few weeks, it is Mental Health Awareness Month. And so I try to, uh, my first couple of shows, we was we was getting into some real relationship stuff, but I really like I call myself a mental health advocate. So I would be remiss if I didn't do some shows on mental health throughout the year, but especially this month. So I brought a, a, um, a special cast uh, tonight so that we can really dig into this self-care thing, because I know you guys hear self-love, self-care all the time. But we want to make sure that we really understand what it is and understand its value to us in our lives. So without further ado, I'm going to bring up. Two out of three of my guests, we have one that's having a little technical difficulties, but we're going to get her up here so that you guys can get the full effect. So stand by. Let me get them up here and unmute them. And we about to get it in, ladies and gentlemen. So hold on. All right. I have one. Hey, Paulette, you seem like you yours probably muted. You muted yourself. I need you to unmute. Um, so here we go. So we have we have two out of three. Number three is coming, like I said. So first one, we have friend of the show, been on the show before. I'm going to have to get y'all the episode number, the one that she was on, but it's, it was a really powerful show about her life and things that she's been through. But Mrs. Uh, Mrs. LaWan Stribling. <laughs> I paused because her last name was different when I first met her. Um, LaWan Stribling. We, I, I can say we kind of go way, way back. <laughs> she took care of my daughter when my daughter was like, what, six weeks? Was it? It was yes. little, little, little baby. Little, so, little baby. <laughs> so LaJuan is doing some amazing things. And and um, and she reached out and, and I was like, absolutely. Let's get this mental health conversation in because it's important. So what I want you to do, LaJuan, is tell people, your ne- you know, who you are and, and a little bit about what you're doing out here in these streets. Hey, hello. Thank you so much, Derek, for letting us come on your show. My name is LaJuan Stribling, and I am a mother, a wife. I'm a mother to six. So I birthed five, and I have a stepson. Excuse me. Something just popped up on my screen. <laughs> and um, I actually have a daycare for the last 14, um, well, almost 14 years. And I also started a bakery two years ago. So that is what I'm doing right now. Aside of that stuff, I've also involved in the community a lot. Ever since George Floyd was murdered, I, I felt um, compelled to jump out of my introvert shell and, and um, help the community come together and be more neighborly and understand, you know, why we have this plight for our freedom and how serious it is and why we need your help to, to get things accomplished. So we hosted some visuals last year. We actually had our first Mochella, a, a go-go in Greenbelt last year, promoting voter registration because that is also very important for you to register. You should be very involved in everything that happens in your community and that you just don't realize how important it is more so than the presidential elections. 
it's it's more important for what's going on in your local area. So get involved in your board of education for your kids' school. Get involved in your city council. Know who represents you. Know who your delegates are people on the state level because it, it all is very important. And in some communities, you can be 16 years old and vote for your local elections like we have here in Greenbelt. We have an election coming up in November. And if you have a 16 year old, you can register them to vote 16 and up for uh, the local election. So it's just important to know these things. And so that is why I do it now. <laughs> cool. Um, I'm a, I got some other questions for you later, but we're going to we gonna dip into that in a minute. Um, Next up, we have Paulette Simone Smith, um, and she's our resident professional tonight. So let us know who you are and what you do. Perfect. Well, Derek, thank you for having me and Luan. Um, I'm glad to be uh, a guest with you tonight. <clears throat> like you said, Derek, my name is uh, Paulette Simone Smith. Um, I am a licensed, certified social worker, clinical uh, I am a board approved uh, social work uh, supervisor as well. Uh, I'm an owner of a private practice, uh, therapy practice, uh, and a host of a show called Bud Talk with Paulette Simone, uh, which we do uh, quarterly, um, where we uh, talk all things cannabis sativa because of of not, it's not the most important, but of all the things that I do, I also tie in uh, medical cannabis, uh, which is a passion of mine. And so I'm actually a student <clears throat> at University of Baltimore, uh, University of Maryland, Baltimore campus uh, in their Masters of Science, uh, Medical Cannabis Science and Therapeutics program. So I am learning about uh, medical cannabis and studying it uh, while I treat some patients of mine with medical cannabis. Cool. Yes. We're going to talk, talk a little bit about that later. Yes. Um, Cause I really want, I really, I know people, um, whether they are, you know, versed on, on the cannabis industry and all of that stuff, but I know each of you have kind of ties to that. So I want you guys to really, um, inform people about it. Um, cause I'm not that well versed on it. So I want to, I want to hear some stuff too. So <laughs> right on time and I'm going to butcher your name, even though they told me 300 times how to say it. Is it Locia? Yes. Okay. Welcome to the show. Hey so, guys. You're up. So I want you to tell people who you are and what you do, and, and then we're going to get into the topic. Okay, awesome. Uh, my name is Lucia Nyankale. I am currently executive director uh, with Maryland Normal, and Normal is uh, the national organization for reform of marijuana laws, um, and we are part of the Maryland chapter. Um, and we are advocating for uh, a legalization, full legalization um, in the state of Maryland. Um, right now, Maryland has a medical program um, which people have to become patients and sign up um, through the state in order to purchase their medicine. Um, I also um, started in the industry as a home grower, as you can see my uh, beautiful lady behind me. Um, I am a home grower out of Washington, D.C. market, uh, which started um, home grow as under Initiative 71, which legalized recreational marijuana in Washington, D.C., which included home grow laws. Um, and that's just how that started in my journey um, into uh, the cannabis space. And I'm excited to um, share with you guys about how cannabis can help you heal. 
Amazing. Like I, I told, like right when you came on, I was saying that I want you know, I want you guys to talk about it a little bit more. Not, not like an hour's worth because you know everybody got bedtime, but I want people to kind of get some get some tidbits on it because a lot of us, are, as you know, a lot of us are ignorant to a lot of the stuff surrounding cannabis, and you know, a lot of you hear about CBD and all that stuff, but I think it kind of goes a lot deeper than that. So I want you guys to kind of you know touch on that later but right now this we're gonna talk about self-care that's what everybody's waiting for um so what i want to do is i want paulette to kind of give us um kind of like a brief kind of i guess synopsis or on what self-care is to people because i was mentioning to the lady the ladies before the show a lot of people think that it's taking a bubble bath in in uh and, and they, they'll take a picture and be like self-care Sundays, but just talk to people from a mental health perspective and just how, you know, how it, how self-care um, plays a part in our lives. Sure, uh, Derek. So, you know, from my standpoint um, as a therapist, you know, when I talk to my clients, when we talk about self-care, what we're talking about is basically taking, you know, an active role in protecting yourself, uh, protecting your well-being, protecting your heart, protecting your spirit, protecting your soul. So it's being active, right? Doing things actively to um, protect those things. And <clears throat> excuse me, it's particu particularly in moments of stress and so are in seasons of stress um, of your life. So you know, I know we're going to go a little bit deeper in some, you know, self-care tips and so forth. But just to state that, you know, self-care can be about setting boundaries. You know, mm -hmm. self-care can be about exercising regularly. Yes, it can be about taking a bath because that is an action. You know, it's something. But that is that is what self-care is. It's actively taking a role in protecting your well-being and your right. happiness. Right. And I just want to I want to piggyback on that just for the people that are watching. Um, and, and, and that's why I, I alluded to bubble bath, because a lot, and I guess when you do relax and take a bath, it does have benefits to your mind. But a lot of people don't think about the mental side of self-care. They think about the the stuff that they see on TV or they may see on social media, but they don't they don't remember that your mind has to be kind of focused and clear as well. Um, and taking action to get yourself to to being able to relax in that way. So right. what I what I want to do next is I'm going to just go one by one, and I want to um, I want you guys to tell me um, was there a moment or a catalyst in your life that made you realize that self care was like a priority for you? Was it something that you always knew from a kid? Did something happen and you was like, you know what, I got to take care of myself? Or is it something where you figured it out at that moment and then you, you backslid and came back? It was like, oh, I got to I got to get back to where I'm supposed to be. So I just want what I, the purpose of this is so that the audience can kind of relate and see that these are real human beings. And they're telling you how they was able to figure out that it was a priority for them. So we'll start with Lawan. OK, well, yes, I, I can say that I probably I'm in all those ranges you just named <laughs> because <laughs> truthfully, I mean, you, you bounce back and forth. You you will fall sometimes to get depressed and sad again. And you, you have to come back to remembering, you know, your why or the reason or your purpose. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So my mine began early. I didn't really know how to take care of myself, but I was forced to take care of myself because um, I didn't really have a, a parent or a caretaker to take care of me. And then 
soon after that, let's say within a two year period, then I, I became a parent. So then I was just forced to really, you know, okay, I have to do this and do that and do that, but not taking care of me. I was just at that point taking care of my son. You know what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. through that, um, I was using cannabis a lot because I had a lot of issues that I was hiding from. And I learned that cannabis can make me happy or, or joyful. Right. Um, but then I then turned that into using it all the time just so I wouldn't have to feel anything that I was going through and just moving through life like, you know, a robot, not even paying attention to what was around me, just work, take care of my son, go to the grocery store. And that was basically it. Falling into wrong relationships, being unhappy, wondering why I'm sitting here sad and crying all the time. I don't know what point it was. I think I just got tired of it all. I just got tired of being sad and crying and, and then repeating those behaviors. So I had to really look at myself and figure out like what is going on here. And then that's when, you know, the thought of therapy came to mind because, you know, you watch TV shows and you hear white people or excuse me, people of European Caucasian. <laughs> but, you know, for real, real talk, but they talk about it all the time and not really black people. And it's like a taboo for our uh, community. No one wants to talk about taking care of yourself. You just deal with it and you just keep moving and you you just go. You just keep going, going, going with that. Going, going, going was breaking me down. And I didn't want to be a broken down person. I wanted to be a happy person and and, and be married one day and have more kids and have a family. And I just didn't see that possible with the people I was involving myself with. So, mm -hmm. you know, therapy helped me realize that I need to take care of myself. It was therapy because I didn't know how to do it. Right. That was the beginning. And yeah. from then, of course, I lost it again. <laughs> um, even right after therapy, I ended up messing with someone that I knew I shouldn't have even been dealing with. Like, what are you doing? I'm like, come on. I had to look at myself again. Are we really going to repeat these patterns? Are you going to fix it and go do the work from what you just learned? Because that's what's about doing the work. You have to do the work. You can't just keep letting things happen to you. You have to like man up and be like, I'm not going to let this happen to me anymore. I'm going to look at myself and accept what it is or not. And you don't have to accept anything you don't want to do. And at that point, that's when I started to take care of myself. Right. And so I have a, so, so what was um, just real quick, what was cannabis like the primary thing that you kind of went to like once you realized that or was there something that that you kind of started when you when you started taking care of yourself was it like something you did or was it a feeling was it was it you know cannabis or it was just like how how did you take start taking better care of yourself well it wasn't cannabis at the time i stopped um using cannabis i wanted to have a clear mind when I went to therapy. So I didn't use anything at that time because mm -hmm. I know that I was using the cannabis to hide my pains mm -hmm. and hide right. my traumas, you right. know? So how can I face it if I'm still hiding from it? Right. Right. So I stopped, I, I stopped mm -hmm. using a weed for 11 years. Um, it came to a point while I'm taking care of myself that I'm taking care of now six children. I'm running a daycare and I'm like all over the place, never relaxing, just, moving, going, yeah. going. I'm like, okay, yeah. I can't, I can't, I'm going to break down again, but like, you know, not in a sad way, but just cause I'm just not taking care of me. Yeah. So I talked yeah. to my husband, um, since, uh, cannabis became legal for Maryland as a medical tool to use. And I asked him how he felt about me using it again. Cause I didn't, since we've been together, he's never known to use uh, weed or cannabis. So I, um, 
I had to figure out, you know, a way for me to calm down. So we did. I went to the application process. I paid my fifty dollars to apply because you have to pay fifty dollars to register for a mm-hmm. medical card. And um, found a doctor and went to the appointment and they approved me. So then I just had to wait for the MMCC to approve me. And that's how we started the journey again into cannabis. And the thing what was different this time is because I can pick and choose what I want to treat myself with, which like versus just uh, getting any kind of bud. Cause you know, back then you're just buying anything. You didn't really know mm-hmm. the science behind the medicine, right? And it's been so much research done over these past 11 years that right. they're learning the medicine of cannabis now. And so they have different qual- like classifications where you have your sativas, you have your indicas and you have your hybrids. I am not an indica person. I could do a hybrid that's a high level sativa, but indica alone is not for mm-hmm. me. And I know that, Right. but people don't know that you can figure this out. <laughs> and that's why we also here to, to let you know that as well. So I right. use it now as I call it micro dosing before I was abusing because I would smoke just so I basically was passing out at night. Um, and now it's just so that um, I would just take small doses just, just so I can be kind of level for the day and not yelling at my kids all the time. Right, right. So next we're going to go to Paulette and uh, and we'll see if uh, if Locia, uh, her connection comes back. So just kind of tell us a little bit about this, this same question about, you know, the point in your life where you realized that it needed to be a priority? Uh, well, for me, uh, I, I went through a very interesting time as a young person as well. Um, and so, you know, there wasn't a nece- it wasn't necessary for me to hear, or not that it wasn't necessary. I didn't hear a lot of take care of yourself growing up. You know, mm-hmm. um, not even in the self-care way, but just kind of just be, you know, just be careful. Um, even growing up in Harlem, you know, we just did things that when I look back, I'm like, wow, you know, me and my friends taking a train downtown, you know, we were we weren't really all that cautious. And so caring for myself, you know, didn't come to college, you know, and way after. And so um, as a social worker, uh, I think that that was when I realized that it was burnout that I was experiencing and I needed to um, help myself. And so. That was uh, during, you know, I think like clinical uh, supervision at the time, my supervisor mentioned it, you know, what are you doing to take care of yourself? And I didn't have an answer. You know, I was like, well, you know, and this is before cannabis for me. This really was just about you know, me. And so I was working very hard. I was, you know, exceed, um, excelling, but I wasn't taking care of myself. And so for me, it was at that point. And that was about maybe four years, five years ago, um, that I started to do things that were, uh, specific or like I said, active for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd always been in therapy. Uh, like I said, my childhood, like when you're not supervised, you know, something is up. Mm-hmm. And so therapy was a part of my life. Uh, but I don't even think my therapist talked about that in particular. Uh, like I said, it wasn't until my clinic, my supervisor. So that, mm-hmm. that would be the answer for me, you know, about four years ago, learning from a supervisor that it was important. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, um, 
just real quick, just for me. Yeah. I think it 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 didn't really it didn't really like getting older. It it didn't really resonate with me until I noticed like the like stress and like anxiety started affecting me physically. Yeah. And then I realized that I needed to really kind of like breathe and like figure out how to manage these things better because it was really taking a toll. Like I grew up, you know, people will always tell me I had the patience of Job. Well, I don't have that no more. <laughs> it's go. It's go. So now when stuff affect me, I literally have to be like, hold on, because I know like for me, it was, you know, headaches and 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 you can really just kind of feel I can literally feel the stress coming on and the anxiety. And and I was like, I can't, I can't continue in this way because you know you have ki- you know have a kid and family and you have to be responsible for all these things and i was just like mm-hmm. i gotta i gotta and that's you know to lawan's point it's something that you that you <laughs> you still have yes, to kind of check cool. yourself sometimes and mm-hmm. um but yeah it, it's it's important for me and and if i didn't deal with that physical stuff i, I probably mm-hmm. wouldn't even I probably would have just been kind of coasting along and, mm-hmm. and, you know, and then who knows, you know, when, when you ignore stuff like that, you know, who knows what, what the end result is. So that's why I always like to do shows about stress and depression and anxiety and stuff like that, because people don't realize that these little things turn into big things. And, you yeah. know, especially when you talk about your mental health and, and, um, and I also like to have therapists on the show because I want people to see that therapists are human. Yeah, it's not the really? boogie monster. No, no, I am. It wasn't there. Yes, I'm very happy to uh, look and sound like myself, um, and I like to represent, you know, black women uh, in this industry um, who have been trained to talk to other black women and black men in particular. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a graduate of Morgan State University and their social work program trains you to work in urban areas. Um, They train you to work with black families. And I'm so I'm very proud of that. And it's important that we do see each other, um, you know, see other professionals looking like myself or people that look like me. You know, mm-hmm. and for you to have shows that talk about it because people are more likely after this to call somebody. You know? Right. Right. And that and that's and that's really the point is in and, and to even to um, LaJuan's introduction about community. Um, I always champion on this show that we can't we can't do most of this stuff by ourselves. So it's really about connecting with people. And even if that connection is a therapist, if that connection is you have to connect with other humans as mm-hmm. we you know as we're on this planet together we it, it's important it's imperative whether it's you know this is a relationship show but just in life like we don't have all the answers <laughs> all right there she go um so she be coming in right on time too don't she <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry y'all technical difficulties but i'm i'm, it's cool. I'm in a good place it's cool um so that's a good segue to into you now um Tell us if there was a moment in your life where you um, realized that self-care was imperative for you to have or was it something that you kind of always knew? Um, it was something that I had to learn, um, especially after becoming um, a mother um, and 
knowing that, you know, my health is very important in order for me to be the best mom that I could be. Um, and I did struggle with that for a long time, um, just trying to be consistent with it. And um, honestly, when they legalized weed, I, I was like excited about it because I had the opportunity to grow. And after growing and being able to consume my own weed, I said, well, if I can grow this, why is it that I can't grow anything else that would also be healthy for me that, you know, and healthy for my family as well. Um, so from, and then it was also kind of a happy place for me to be able to like garden, get with, get in the dirt and, you know, deal with the soil. Um, it was, it was just, it did something to me, um, but it was also good for me. Um, and then I also discovered too that there were different things that I really enjoy. I love to dance. Um, so I started doing um, dance fitness classes and then decided to get a certification to do it because I just love to do it so much. Um, but it was something that really, really excited me, but again, was good for me. So those right. things really, I've noticed also it changed in the way that you know I was parenting. Um, right. So those those things, um, you know, starting with with growing growing your own, which I think is really important um, to have people allowing them the ability to do that. Um, it really can change the their mindset. Right, and I'm a, and 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 I guess to your point, it, it was also therapeutic for you too, right? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah that was that was the, the the way to be able to get out of my head, but in a positive way. Right. Yeah, that that's that's important. We can talk about about the, um, you know, some of the things that people can do in a little bit, but it, it's it's important to figure out what that thing is, um, because I I I try to figure out some things um, to kind of get me clear and kind of calm, and you know, I'm looking online doing what other people do, and I really had to like look at what works for me. Because I tried to, you know, sometimes when you see other people do it and it works for them and you try to force it and it just did, it didn't feel like I'm doing all these little, you know, the, the I'm doing all this stuff. And I'm like, nah, I don't think. <laughs> for me, for me, it's music. Like music yes. is my thing. Like that's yes. where I get to my equilibrium and I'm just like, all right, I'm good now. But all yeah. that other stuff, I had the little singing bowl. I did. I was looking at all this stuff, and I was like, "Nah, I don't." Right. And people was like, "No, you got to do it." And I was like, "I tried it like ten times. I don't. It's not." Then I turned that music on, and I'm just like, "Yeah, okay. Let me just go ahead. Not this new stuff, though." But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, no. so, um, so the next thing I want to talk about too. Um, Let's talk about as far as um, self-care. And we talked a little bit about um, you, Paulette, kind of being a therapist. But what? Oh, actually, let's do this because I, I did say that I was going to talk about this. And, and some of us kind of I think LaJuan touched on it, too. But just being in survival mode. I did a whole show about survival mode last week. Mm. Um, but I was by myself. So <laughs> um, that was a, a good one. I a lot of. A lot of people are living in survival mode and probably been in it probably for some decades. And and, and I find myself a lot a lot of my life living that way. And and it's and it's just an ongoing thing. It's almost kind of like you don't know how to stop because you're just trying to 
like I said on the show last week, my biggest moniker was always telling people like I'm 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 just living a 24 hour day at a time. Like I can't tell you when I'm available next. I don't know how to I couldn't schedule stuff because I was like, well, if I schedule it, what if something happened? And I'm just always thinking about what you know, what could happen? What am I responsible for? And when you do that, you don't care for yourself. You don't look at yourself until this point. Like even even now, like even in this whole, co- you know, this whole COVID thing, you know, people they ain't even taking showers and <laughs> you got the same outfit on for five days. And, right. and, and, and I think that this survival mode thing about not really caring for yourself to the point of this topic is probably bigger than a lot of us even know, because most of us pretend that we're not (laughs) and we're just so i know lawan kind of alluded to a lot of this um being in survival mode and just trying to to get it but have anybody else here kind of lived moments or even currently just had stints where you felt like you was just running that hamster wheel and you and you wasn't really taking care of yourself yeah i definitely uh I'll say that during COVID specifically, um, you know, when when the deaths in New York were at the highest, I'm from New York and my family is still there. And so um, I just was having a hard time fathoming thinking about it too much. And so I was seeing clients where I was stacking my day, you know, seven clients back to back to back so that I could just, you know, knock it out, not have to go, you know, I wasn't going, we weren't going anywhere anyway, but, you know, not to leave the desk, you know, for the most Mm -hmm. part. And so for me, I lost a lot of my own tools in the midst of sharing tools with clients. Mm -hmm. It was just really interesting. And it wasn't until, and I also lost my cat during that time. And I had her for like 19 years. Wow. But yeah, and it wasn't until after it was over, like after we came out of quarantine that I said, wow, I've been just moving, like getting clients, seeing clients, doing, you know, working on school. I haven't thought about me. And so for me, COVID has, it, it was a, it was eye opening, you know, for mm-hmm. myself. Uh, it was really eye opening that I could even go into autopilot like I did. Yeah. Um, so you know, I'm doing things that we're going to talk about that helped me um, that I'll share, you know, a little later and some tips and so forth. But for me, it was really just kind of taking a step back and just realizing like, number one, my family is safe. You know, the fear of the unknown is what causes anxiety. And so number one, let's pull the anxiety back. And let's deal with what the real issue is. You know, COVID is scary. And so, you know, but that's that that was when you said that it resonated with me. And I don't know if you guys can hear it, but here in Baltimore, it is storming. So raindrops and thunder all is well. However, (laughs) it is going on. Yeah. Yeah. You're good. Anybody else want to chime in on the survival mode part? Um, Well, you know, for me, it. I had a moment where, you know, as my parents are were getting older, where I kind of um, am seeing myself in them. 
And I know that in terms of in how we respond to things, and I noticed that me and my father, that when, when we are in those tense situations, particularly when it comes to financial things, we go into that mode and instead of being you know, productive, which really um, not at all, it, it makes the situation worse rather than you know, learning how to pause, you know, breathe, take a moment, plan, and then execute, you know, um, no matter what type of pressures are going on around you, you just kind of focus on the goal itself. Um, and just being around certain people that have been like, hey, you know, when they see me getting there, they're like, chill, calm down, breathe, think about it. And, you know, it, 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 it helps too, having having people around that, that can recognize those those signs and be able to kind of help guide you in the right direction. Right. Yeah. Um, when you said plan, that kind of triggered something for me. I think like when I was in survival mode and, and, and sometimes when I get back in it, um, it's, I, it's the inability to plan. Right. And I think when you're in a, in a perpetual state of not being able to plan because you so inside your head that that allows the gateway for the chaos to happen. Right. And that's when, you know, you should not, I don't want to say right at the tip of it, but once you realize it's taking, it's taking a toll on, like you said, your physical health mm-hmm. or your mental health and your isolating and so forth, that's when you reach out to a therapist, you know, right. you reach out to your primary care doctor and say, hey, these are the things that I'm ruminating because that's what mm-hmm. it is. It's not just yep. thinking. It's, you know, ruminating. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I talk to my clients about working on that. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and that's a good segue. Right. Um, let's talk about let's talk about therapy. Yeah. Um, yep. Let's talk about um, um, LaJuan talked a little bit about um, the stigmas on therapy. But um, I want each of you to to kind of talk about um, let me see how I want to frame this. I want to start with Paulette, but I, because you are you are um, actively doing the job, um, talk about why it's important, um, like for people who need it to go into in in their stigmas in our community, their stigmas stigmas overall, but the it, the importance of having a professional um, kind of guide you through. So. You know, and and I don't know particularly your audience, but I'm I'm definitely a, a black woman, and I speak you know to black people very often. Um, a lot of us uh, have you know gone through trauma, right? Uh, experienced trauma just as black people, and so from every from daily life, uh, whether it's systems that are against us that don't support us, uh, which brings certain traumas. Um, or it's just, you know, a family uh, trauma. I say all that to say that it's important that you tap into what happened. It's important that you look uh, into yourself and look at how that affects where you are today. And so doing that in therapy with somebody who's going to be a safe person and it's going to offer you a safe space is really crucial because a lot of homes, a lot of, of you know people's homes are not a safe space. 
So talking to your mother, you know, talking to your grandmother, talking to your father, that may not be a place that you can go to feel safe. And so therapy is designed. It's confidential. I mean, I can't tell you anything about my clients and that's, that's safe. And so um, I think in healing, in the healing process, you really want to tap in and have someone help you to, to walk down that road. Cause it could be scary, you know, being reminded of the things that happened, especially when you didn't realize it was even a problem because you still live it in it. And you find out like, wait, I wasn't supposed to be uh, told that I'm no good. Like that's not normal. Mm-hmm. No, not. that could be scary to learn on your own. So I see you next week. So you'll be safe. Be safe all week. I'll see you again. And I just, you know, hopefully I answered that question, but I yep. just, it's, it's important to, to do that. Um, and I just want to mention that, you know, that self, that path affects your core beliefs. And so somebody who is walking you through it can help you learn about those beliefs and how they affect your life. Right. So I'm going to save you for last, Lawan, because I want to ask it to you a different in a different way. Um, Lucia, um, do you have anything mm-hmm. to add to this, whether you've been to therapy or or just the importance of it as from your viewpoint? Um, yeah, I did have um, a recent professional therapy experience um, uh, for not only myself, but my child. Um, and that ha- has made a huge difference in the way that, you know, we look at things and how we respond to things. And it was something that wasn't taught in my house. You know, my parents weren't like, okay, let's do it like this, do it like that. Um, And then also there's a big cultural difference um, for, you know, I was born in South Africa and then, you know, my children are um, growing up in America. And I kind of grew up with American, um, more of American lifestyle, but with, you know, more traditional African parents. Um, Mm -hmm. So that uh, cultural difference um, created, you know, certain barriers um, in order for us to kind of progress emotionally. And um, I had, I really had some anger issues that I really was not figuring out where they were coming from. Um, And that helped bring that to light and allow me to be able to adjust um, accordingly. But again, it wasn't anything taught. So being that I, that, that professional is, you know, if it's important. Yeah. Um, So LaJuan, (laughs) I want to ask it to you this way, because you talked about um, going to therapy at a certain point in your life. My question to you is when you did make the decision to go, what made you feel comfortable enough to go? Because a lot of people are like, I need to go, but eh, I don't. Mm. Or was it? Or was it a? Was it a? Uh, was it a kind of a back and forth? And then you finally just was like, "All right, let me go." I, I pondered it for two years. Like I knew that it was something that could probably help me. Like my intuition was telling me, "You just need to go to therapy. You just need to go to therapy." Because you know, I think intervention was out at that point. And, you know, you hear them tell their stories and, 
you know, how them going through their whole therapy process helped them understand why they were feeling this way, why they chose to have um, to self-medicate, right? So it's, I didn't go until I was 13 years old. I mean, that's to me a long time because I should have been in therapy at probably 12 years old, you know? Mm -hmm. um, I had a, a because his sometimes I don't talk about it. I don't just wasn't very nurturing and I didn't grow with a mother. So um it just was difficult for me to process things that were happening to me as a female. Um you know, um processing like um sexual traumas, you know what I'm saying? Like being hit on by older men when you're a child because you're mm -hmm. developed. All those things are traumatic experiences that I um, didn't really talk about. In therapy, I was able to just release it all to someone who wouldn't look at me sideways. Or family members would tell me, just don't talk about it or leave it alone or it doesn't. Girl, what you talking about? You know, stuff like that. I don't, it was, it was comfortable. But I didn't open up right away. It took a few sessions before I even right. got to that point. So, I think I had to probably fill the person out, you know, to get comfortable enough to to open up because I don't the stay is hard for me to trust, you know. Right. It was a while. So I did definitely think about it for two years before I actually right. did it. But right. I love that I did it because look at my life now. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like I told you um, before the show, I'm proud of the, the progress that you've made over the years. And um, and 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 I can see that the 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 smile is a little it's a little higher now. <laughs> um, um, I, I do have a. We're going to talk about um, tips and solutions in a second here. But Paulette, I, I, um, as the professional. I want you to kind of speak to because this is I'm gonna tell you what I hear from especially from black men um, that I talk to. They'll say, and, and I guess this happens to to you know black men and women, but they'll say things like, "I'm not gonna um, go to some therapist that don't know what I've been going through. You know, they don't look like me. So because the one that I, you know that I found what didn't look like me, I'm just not gonna go to any of them." Because I don't, you know, people had this fear of being judged. They have a fear of not being understood. And I want you to speak to, um, I guess, why it's important to still kind of persevere. Like, once you make, because what, I, what, what I've learned just in talking to people and talking to therapists is that, that the first one might not work. The third one might not work. But how important it is to keep looking. If you're looking for one that looks like you, they're out there. It's yeah. not it's not impossible. So I want you to speak to that. You know, what you said is so important in terms of persevering. You know, we persevere in, in areas of our life that we deem important. Um, and sometimes that's filtered by, again, your life, you know, mm -hmm. where you're where you're coming, where you're coming from. And so sometimes we have to turn that around. We have to come to ourselves, face ourselves and say, I need help. And so in order to pursue that, I'm going to push. And so it does. And it may take a little while to find somebody that works for you. Um, you know, black people get into the profession 
you know, whoever's listening and you're a good listener and you always found that you gave good advice, look into a program, a counseling program. Some of them only take a couple of years to finish. We need you. You know, I need you because I have to refer people away because I'm, you know, have too many clients. And so I don't want to refer people to, you know, a white colleague because I know that they're looking for me. And so, um, you know, to my black brothers, I would say it is important to share, to to feel connected, uh, but that doesn't have to be another black brother. You know, I can feel and understand your strife and understand because I've been trained to do so. And yes, it could be a white man, too, or a white woman. We've been trained, but I understand needing and wanting to see somebody that looks like you from that may have been from your neighborhood for, all you know, you know, um, but it is important to persevere. It's important to look um, for places. And I'll say uh, psychology today is a good resource where you can type in African-American therapists like that kind of thing. Um, so Raji P. Henson has a whole site with uh, African-American uh, therapists. She, that's great, a great resource. Uh, but persevere, push, push. It'll happen. So, so what I'm going to do, um, we'll start with Lawan. But now we're gonna we're gonna start to kind of wrap things up. But I, if you um, have any tips um, that you can leave with the people about um, things that you're aware of, things that you champion to kind of help people get into a better space mentally, physically, um, taking better care of themselves. What are some things, some tips that you have in general, or things that you do? Or I know you talked about some stuff, but if if there's anything you want to um, leave with the people before we get out of here. Okay, well, I'm going to go for um, where it started for me, but I still had an employer. So we know how we all have those employee handbooks that no one ever reads, right? But y'all have employees. Read your handbook. Because it helped me so much as a single mom. They had something in there called an alternate work arrangement. And you could request that if you have an issue with timing. You know, you had, I had an employer who wanted to take a 16-minute lunch break. I'm like, I don't need 16 minutes because I need to get back home to my kid. You know what I'm saying? So what can I do to shorten this lunch break? That alone was like a whole stress relief for me because I didn't have to worry about being someone being at the house when my son got there from school. So read your handbook from your employer that they give you. It's really important to know there. And also take those 15-minute breaks because those 15-minute breaks are yours to take. And it matters so much. You just get away from your seat. You take a lot. That's probably because when I was in therapy, I was still at work, um, working for an employer in corporate America. And those little 15 minute breaks were like just such a relief for me because I couldn't sleep. Like I had to be there, you know? And that's yeah. really where it started for me. Outside from that, I like nature. So I go out a lot. I walk in the morning. That's like my first thing. I wake up like before I go to work for the day. I work from home, so I still say go to work. But I deal with children all day long. Um, I have four kids working learning, so that is my time to be by myself and to get my refresher for the morning. Right. Cool. Um, Lucia, you're up. Um, well, you know, always homegrown um, is something that I really advocate for because it's the safest form of access to your medicine, um, and a lot of people definitely 
partake as part of their self-care treatments, um, not only to um, deal with their medicinal uh, use as well. Um, and, you know, I always encourage people to try something new, um, try something different, um, even if it's kind of related to what you like. So I love to dance. I used to like to go out to the club. But, you know, mm. as being a mom, I can't go out as much to the club. So um, right. taking a Zumba class or, you know, uh, a dance fitness class at the rec center. So my kids are there, you know, they can join or they can play while I'm still being able to do something that I enjoy. But, you know, that accommodates my lifestyle. So you don't have to give up on the things that, that you like in order to right. partake in a, an appropriate self-care. Cool. Cool. Yeah, that that um, that corporate work thing, Lawan. Jesus, I you know my my job, they they had a, a, a culture of doing working lunches, right? Mm. So so you get your food, but the whole lunch you'd be sitting at the computer, and, and I had to learn to like leave the desk because yeah. that's your time. And, and the second part of what you were talking about too, as far as just being being available for your kids and all of that, that. And Alicia's been talking about this probably since I met her about work-life balance. It's important. It's important to be able to balance that out or you really will be in a space where, because a lot of us, including myself, we, we look at that work as the end-all, be-all. And, and um, we make that the priority, right? Because we think if we, you know, if we don't do a, a great job, then, you know, somebody might let us go, whatever. And then that becomes the entirety of your life and everything else plays secondary to that, but it's, it's definitely not healthy. I've been in that space and it's, it's not like and to this day, like I still got to be like, let me get some PTO. And I got to do that right now. <laughs> so, all right, Paulette, yes. Uh, yes. last but not least. <laughs> um, yeah, go ahead and uh, just let us know some tips and some things that you uh, kind of, you know, champion or, or, or at least help people with. Um, sure. with the with the you know self care. Sure. Uh, so a couple of things that I wanted to go you know go through, uh, or just uh, piggyback rather, in, uh, from you from all three of you you know uh, the things you said are really important by themselves. You know, taking care of your family, taking care of yourself, um, is going to all pay pay in dividends. So a couple of tips that I try to share with my clients. Um, you know, talking to people that you trust, giving them the real, you know, making sure it doesn't have to be five people. It could be one person, two people. Now, you don't want to dump on them, get a therapist, but talk to people that you trust. Uh, exercising is always a good idea because it, it releases endorphins and dopamine, which are feel good um, chemicals in our body naturally. Um, calming, meditation, um, yoga, getting good sleep habits. Also, you have things like learning new tips, learning new things. People, you know, pick up a hobby. You know, during COVID, it wasn't any places to go, but you could start, people started knitting and baking and so forth, you know, because mm -hmm. you really need to get it out. Um, what's some other tips? Being creative, right? Draw, color. Find yourself knitting, sewing, you know, make something, 
you know, be proud of something that you make, uh, make a vision board, something where you cut up magazines you may have laying around um, and put them on a board that you want to look at and, and, and manifest the things from it, you know, and then congratulating yourself is important. Like yeah. every day I tell my clients, you know, I'm proud of you because I really am. You made it to session. You may not be ready for you may not be ready to heal that day but you made it and so i'm proud of you for waking up and deciding to come through and so you know congratulate yourself so that you can feel you know validated from you now mm -hmm. i can't go off my my little box that i'm in without giving some can of help okay mm -hmm. so in terms of using cannabis to help with self care you definitely want to try to Make sure whether it's homegrown or medical cannabis that you know what you're getting, right? Mm -hmm. I know the black market is real. The black market is, is available to all of us. However, we don't know what we're getting. And you have to be mindful that these are compounds that are going into your body. And so they go straight to the brain. That's where THC goes. It goes straight to the brain. And so you get something that's cut with something, fentanyl, who, who knows? You're going to be out and you think it's, it's your high, but it's because of something else. So for me, it's important for me to promote whether it's home grow. And remember, you got to know the regulations of your state because Lucia is in a state where that's allowed. Maryland is not allowed to grow at home. So you got to know that, yeah. right? And so in terms of strains or chemovars, which is what really they are, and that's like particular plants, Indicas, which are, they are grown to sedate you or to relax you, are going to help people, whether it's during the day or even at night, to relax their brain, to relax their mind, slow down their thoughts. On the other end, you may have something called a sativa, which is going to give you a euphoric experience, uh, more of a, um, a light high, maybe, you know, feeling uh, more in your head, focus and so forth. So those are two different just the sides of the plant. And so when it comes to self-care, know that so that you're not smoking an indica in the morning thinking you're going to go to work and get things done. That's not going to happen unless you have a, unless you're someone with anxiety and smoking an indica will help to relax you, which is self-care, right? So I can't leave that. Like I said, I didn't want to leave that out because um, cannabis is a part of self-care for a lot of people. And let's not forget, I'm only saying smoking. There's edibles that can be helpful for you. There's tinctures, which are drops to put under your tongue. Um, there's actual capsules and pills and, and, and vaping and so and so forth that can help you um, when it comes to self-care. But really um looking looking at yourself in the mirror and saying you know what do i want from this life right that's cool 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 so this we gonna do we wrapping it up now we yep. we we hit our target um yes. i want um starting with lawan i want you guys to just let people know where how they can find you i'm also ladies and gentlemen i'm going to have their contact information on the show notes on the actual um podcast but um just for this live portion i want you guys to tell people how to find you. All right, thank you. Right. So yeah. you guys can find me on, can you hear me? All right. yeah, you're good. I can be found on Instagram, Facebook, and Lines. This is a new app. I'm also on Telegram 
And I just came on to Clubhouse, but I haven't started yet. Yeah, get started. I have good people on there. That has my, I have a link tree that has my information and you can find it all right there. Um, we do post a Canada Woman Therapy session. It's called Canada Woman Hill. And it's just focusing on self-care for yourselves in a private setting that is also competent. Aside from that, I am always in the community. I have a bakery and I also specialize in personal can infusions. Cool, 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 cool. I ain't ready yet, but one day I'm gonna I'm try to dip my toe in that pool. <laughs> Cause you know what? Before before we go to the next person, real quick, I think I did. I think I had like um, some kind of CBD. Don't ask me what it was or what it. But I because I always stay in survival, like I'm I was in survival mode so much. I didn't find a point in my day where I could take it and then relax yes. the way I went. I, I I was trying to find a window. And because I was like this all the time, I was like, if I do it now, I'm not going to be. And I was trying to figure it out. It was driving me nuts because I'm like, I bought this, but I can't. I was trying to figure it out. And that's because my brain was always like this all the time, which is probably the reason why I needed it. So, um, Lucia, you're up. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Lamar. Real quick with that. I, I, I do not suggest anyone buy CBD from a gas station. If you want to get CBD, go to a CBD store, not the gas station. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Okay. <laughs> it's a lot of stuff you shouldn't be getting from the gas station. <laughs> um, all right, let's see. I let people know how to find you. Um, I am at growwithlisa.com. That's G R O one W. I C H F I S A. Um, there, um, my website. You can um, learn about um, the growing experience, follow the journey, find out about events. Um, I have the Growth Lisa Community Project coming up. We'll be growing pumpkins in Ward Seven um, in a community garden, along with other uh, community partners um, that are have some amazing projects that have that coming up for that space. Um, it's on the Dick Street Garden in uh, North. And um, also, you know, Maryland is in kind of a state of limbo. Um, and so we're in, hoping in the, with Maryland Normal and our other partners that we can have the opportunity to change that um, and also um, change other um, laws that um, are not working for our community. So um, we need your help. We're stronger in numbers. So if you guys um, wanna learn more, make sure you check out on um, Facebook, um, or Instagram, uh, the Maryland Normal, and also on Twitter. Um, make sure you join us. Um, we'll be having some uh, meetings really soon um, and opportunities for you to represent for your county so you live in the Maryland. Thanks for the opportunity to be on the show. Anytime, anytime. All right, Paul, you're up. Perfect. So um, I can be reached at uh, www.paulettesimone.com. So that's just like my name um, spelled out, uh, Paulette. And then Simone is S-I-M-O-N-E.com. Uh, if you want to email me, it's psmith at paulettesimone.com. Uh, there you can, uh, on the website, you can find um, the Bud Talks that I've done. You can find uh, information about cannabis therapeutics. 
which is basically uh, a time where we talk about how cannabis can work uh, for you. Uh, if it's something that you've already consuming, we can talk about what you're what you're consuming. If it's not, we can talk about how you can go about getting it. We do medical card support. Um, and then I'm also offering, um, I am taking new clients right now. Uh, so I also have availability. Um, you can, I don't know that you can see my availability, but you can definitely email me to get that availability um, and see if, if it's a good fit. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it right now. Uh, I'm doing shows like this because mental health matters. Black women uh, grow. What Black women matter. Um, there's this tag that is women grow on Instagram. And I, I like to see it, but I never see black women on there. And I wonder like, how I can get, I tag all the time women grow. But I said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to tag black women grow. And I'm going to try yeah. to see if that works. You know, so, um, you know, find me on Instagram as well as Simone Paulette, Simone.Paulette. And from there, you know, let's grow. Cool, cool, cool. And ladies, I appreciate your, your time. I Thank appreciate you. the information. I'm sure people got a lot of um, good tidbits from here. And um, yeah, this was a good show. Um, I'm pretty sure some, some of y'all or all of y'all might be back at some point in the future. But keep on pushing. Whatever you got going on, keep on pushing. Y'all notice, um, and I always champion collaboration. It's a reason why solitary confinement is a punishment. We got mm-hmm. to work together. Um, no matter, no matter how much you think you can do it by yourself, it's it's strength in numbers. Um, so on that note, we're going to wrap it up as usual, ladies and gentlemen, you can go to www.relationshipgumbo.info and look up all things relationship gumbo. We got a lot of stuff coming up in the next, probably I would say within the next month. Um, so just stay tuned. It's a lot of shows I'm about to be on. (laughs) I can't even tell you, but, um, I I have a men's panel that I'm a member of that, that I'm going to that I'm going to, um, that we're going to be doing every Monday. So that's an addition to this show that's coming up in June. So it's about what men think and all that good stuff. So, um, that's some good stuff coming. So on that note, you guys, please stay safe. I know everybody's up in the mask off and all that stuff, but start, y'all need to, you know, just, just be careful, please. <laughs> Cause you have folks breathing on folks now. They all, they right here. They right here now. And I'm like, wait, if the mask just came off, just give, like, give it some time. Thank so you. y'all, so y'all have a, y'all, everybody have a great evening and uh, we'll see you next week. Same time, same place. Okay, everybody wants good love. That's true, I know. Derrick Jones about to break it down with the relationship gumbo. Welcome to the podcast. Ain't no doubt we all need this, ayy. Cause better relationships need better ingredients, ayy. So if you want better relations, it's about communication. Finding love, staying together. We all want to make it better, yeah. Derrick Jones, the host, your relationship coach. Thank you all for tuning in. Relationship gumbo.